are listening to the Traditional Outdoors Podcast. Well, welcome to the Traditional Outdoors Podcast. This is going to be a quick bonus episode, and I'll tell you why. So, Nick and I had our, what I think was a good discussion around getting started in fly fishing, and then I spend a week in hog camp with Mr. Tom Jorgensen, and Tom says, you know, I got some things I'd like to add to that. So here we are. How's it going, Tom? <laughs> it's going great, Steve. How you doing? I'm doing all right, man. I'm, I got a, uh, I got a really nice cup of coffee sitting here next to me. I've had a pretty good few days back from, from our adventures work-wise. So yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing great. Um, but you know, you and I awesome. kind of talked about this in camp over the course of a few different days, you know, the, the topic came up and we chatted about it. And, uh, I know you shared some things with me, so I've kind of got an inside uh, view to this. So I'm just going to, I'm going to hand it over to you and let you kind of talk about the things that, uh, you thought, you know, Nick and I, no, I wasn't missing. I got everything right. But the things that Nick <laughs> missed, uh, since he's not here to defend himself, but I'm just gonna hand it over to you and let you chat for a few minutes. Man, well, for, Right off the bat, I thought you guys did a great job in that two-part series. Uh, I agreed with most of what you said. And the first thing that hit me, I was shocked because I think probably like the best piece of advice I gave to Nick when he started fly fishing, I thought at one point he was going to say it and he didn't. So first thing I told him is stop trashing your fly line casting on your lawn. You need to go out and buy the cheapest reel you can find and the cheapest line you can find and set that aside just for casting practice. So a lot of people aren't going to, maybe they don't even have a fishing license yet. Maybe they're an hour from the nearest public access that they're going to fish at, right? You need to practice. And if that's in the park, you know, the city park down the street or in your front yard or wherever, you can start casting, but that grass is really going to screw up your line. So I told him, go buy the cheapest reel, put the backing on it, put the fly line on it, put a leader on it, you know, put something like a puff of a uh, cotton ball on the end of it, or a little piece of pipe cleaner or whatever craft thing you have left over and have that be the one you use for your lawn. And worst case, you can put like a, a heavy uh, leader section on it and tie a streamer on it. If you want to put that in your vest when you go out fishing and you know your fishing dries and you want to change up and throw a streamer or two and you don't want to re-rig everything, you got a spare reel then, but you're going to trash that line. But it's an easy way to get like unlimited fly casting practice without screwing up a line you're investing in. So that was the big one that gave me pause. And, and I'll be honest, Tom, even when you, you know, you and I were talking about that, I think the first thing that really came to my mind is why wouldn't anybody have one of these just sitting around? I mean, you know, it's, uh, especially for the rod that you're going to use the most. I mean, I'll tell you, I know I primarily fish with a three weight. So buying a reel and having the line to go out and just practice now and then myself is, it's appealing to me. So work, yeah. what you, have you got an example? So, yeah. Um, so for me, I've been through, you know, a bunch of fly rods. Um, I snapped one in Idaho years ago and I went down to like a hardware store and I bought a combo kit 
and eventually I replaced the rod and the reel and everything, but I ended up, you know, that reel is still good. So I just kept it. And, uh, when I retired a line then I threw it on there, I mean, it's just, it's all spares and junk to me, but, uh, I was online earlier. I just went to take a look and you can buy a package brand new, have it dropped off at your doorstep for $30. And that's a large arbor reel with backing line and leader already installed. So you don't have to learn any knots. You throw that on whatever rod you have. Like I say, put a little, little something on the end of it and start casting. So 30 bucks. Yeah. Yep. So I'll, I'll get the link to that from you. Um, after the, before this goes live and I'll include it in the show notes for anybody listening. All right. And the other thing I'm going to send you, and you're going to thank me for it, is a needle threader. Every fly vest should have at least one of these in there, or maybe one in every pocket. I don't know. You go down to the fabric store or a craft store or whatever, and they've got this little thing. It's a little flat thing you can hold on to with your fingers, right? It kind of looks like a dime with a, a wire sticking out of it. And what it's designed for is poking through a sewing needle or on like a sewing machine. And then uh, the wire creates a loop. You can just stick that thread anywhere through it and pull it through to, you know, thread the needle. What it works great for us, let's say you have a size 18 or a size 20 dry and you need to get, you know, a little itty bitty two pound fluorocarbon tippet through it. You take that little uh, needle or that little wire, poke it right through the eye hole, stick your tippet through. Now you're aiming at a big loop of wire that you can see and just tug it back through. It makes, uh, you know, getting that line through those little itty bitty eyelets uh, so easy. So I can't remember who told me that like 25 years ago, but I, I, got a 10 pack for a couple bucks. And I did, I just, I, uh, both my vest and my little harness stuck a few of them in each pocket. And I'm still, I still got a bunch, but, um, if you're going to deal with small flies and especially with light tippet, you've got to, got to make it easy on yourself, especially in low light. Yeah. And I haven't, I haven't seen one yet, but you were, you were telling me about them. I'm definitely going to be getting some of those. Um, and I'll still probably end up getting a pair of readers too because I can't see anything up close. But doesn't but yeah, help you tie the knot. Well, this is true. This is true. Although I, I think I could probably tie the knot. I don't know. I don't know. That final, that final pass back through the, through the loop would probably undo me without readers. But uh, anyway, yeah, I'm definitely going to be picking some up. So there you go. There was, you know, I thought I thought everything else was great. I guys were picking great flies. You know. Waiters, rods, price points. Um, yeah, I mean, I, th I thought you guys did a, a great job in total, but I, I was shocked. I'm like, man, there's maximum value for, you know, 30 bucks. You can, one, get a lot more practice as a brand new, you know, person getting into fly fishing and, uh, and save yourself on your, you know, wearing out your gear and uh, prevent yourself a bunch of frustration uh, at whatever point you move down into smaller flies. So there's so my I tips. Have, 
I have to ask, when you realized Nick was not going to share the best tip you ever gave him, were there people staring at you while you were sitting in your car yearing, yelling at the... <laughs> Just like always. your dash. <laughs> yeah. Just like always. Well, good deal. Well, Tom, I appreciate you sharing it. I, I hope people will get a, a kick out of it. And again, this is just a, a really short bonus episode. So if you don't have anything else, um, we'll wrap this one up. And we're going to jump in and do a full episode that will air in a week from the time you hear this one about our adventures down in South Georgia chasing hogs. So you'll want to stay tuned for that. Until then... Take care, everyone. Thanks, Tom. 